0: Hello everyone. Welcome back to Missekha Yvamos, Dafa Shava as we study Daf Da. I appreciate, as always, uh, all the questions. again, as we've been trying to do throughout Missekha Yevamos, is have you go through the details of the DAF? I know it gets complicated at times. Maybe this stop him a little bit easier, and then I try to cover some of the halachalamasa issues that go beyond Yevamos. I want to deal with one gayest question. That uh, came to me. If we have an opportunity at the end of the share today, we'll discuss uh, Geirus in further detail. There's a lot in this parak about Geirus, halachalamasa. We note there's a mitzvah in the Torah of ahavas hager, of loving a geir. What exactly does that add? This was not the exact question that I was asked, but I was asked about this question in light of some of these partials with Hanefesh Asu asub and what was the attitude be, for the giving of the Torah as far as Gerus and the relationship between these Gerim and Avraham and what happened to them in the future, which is a whole separate discussion, which I'm happy to cover with you another time. In uh, Midrashim Shiurim, in the past, we have dealt with HaNefesh HaSharas Bukharan. But I wanted to share with you, it's a homiletical idea, but it's also halachic as well, which is found in the pacha HaGitzchok of Rav Huttner. and it's worth keeping in mind uh, throughout this peric, including some of what we covered in the past. What is the unique mitzvah of Avaz HaGer? Now, the first thing that Rav Huttner discusses, and this could be found in two places, in Rav Chutner on Pesach. I'm very ha- happy to share with you the exact uh, copy of it. So Rav Huttner says that which is the mitzvah towards every Jew, is a mitzvah for loving someone because they're a Jew. Which means even if you don't like them, you have to love them. The fact that we are bound by the Mesorah, the fact that we're bound by Sinai, the fact that we're bound going back to the Yavos and the Imahos, that is the machayev of the mitzvah, of Avas of Yisrael. And then we have a unique mitzvah, which is repeated a number of times in different forms in the Torah, of avas ger, and that is the love for what the ger has accomplished. It's incredible insight. Love is not just out there, but it's love based on something. In a way, it's ironic because it is a love that's totally bedover, but it's totally bedover in the unique aspect of that person, one being a Jew. That's via Kamocha. And then there's Avas And what I wanted to just point out, and this is consistent with some of what we've seen in the past weeks, it's the unique journey that the person has experienced. The person who was not privileged to be born into it did not was not privileged with the Mesorah and went through an incredible, difficult journey. I can tell you today that I've seen Geirim, and it's true that very often they're motivated by love of yahadus, of this lifestyle, by their recognition of Hashem, by monotheism, ethical monotheism, but the journey itself is difficult. You come into contact with rabbis who challenge them as they need to, hopefully with respect, which is mandatory, but also a community that is very often not fully embrace of Geirim. So, Avas Hager. And I think some of the issues that we saw in the past, a couple of weeks, and I keep coming back to that shuva of Ravavadya, which I may actually mention in another shir this coming Shabbos, of Ravavadya discussing the journey that this ger has gone through and how a ger has Hakar Satov for being born, being born. And therefore, his parents facilitated his becoming part of the Jewish people, because if he wasn't born or she wasn't born, that never would have happened. But if I could add to Rabbi Vadya, it's it's our Hakar Satov to the ger, for joining our nation. The confidence that he gives to us to see someone who joins, if I could say, our side, not that we're enemies against the world, and the admiration for that. So Rav Hutner takes this idea, it's a halakhic idea, it's a shkafic idea, and it gets us thinking when we deal with these halachas of geiras and geira. For the second part of this year, we're actually going to go back to a Yavamas issue. It's very important. Some of this we actually discussed going back to our introduction to Yavamas. But there's a small Mishnah, dav Chavdalit, which is very fascinating and important, halachalamasa. The Pasuk says in Paschal's Kitetse vahayah bcharash taled it's a khafev vahayah uh, bcharash taled yakum al shaim akhivames vlo ymagashmau bis misra so the first part of the pasuk talks about the bchar asher taled yakum if we just jump quickly based on the mishneh gamar straight to rambam in hilchasibum chalitz parek based halakha vav that in the ideal way all things being equal, So one thing we learned from this Vahayah is that the oldest brother, now if the oldest brother was the one who was married, then the next oldest brother should ideally be the one to do the yibum or the Chalitza, based on this Pasuk of Vahayah HaBechar shere So that's the explanation of the Pasuk. And the Rambam says, based on this Gemara, So that's point number one. Now, if you look into the Rambam Chalitza, If the older brother doesn't want to do it, you don't jump right to Chalitza. Now, again, she always has the option of doing chalitza. And then there's a question of whether she should do that ideally or not. Is she considered to be rebellious? We're not getting into that issue. We're not going to force a woman into such a marriage. And it's actually dealt with in the same parak in halacha yidbeis. But in halacha zayin, what happens if the gadol doesn't want to be, doesn't want to do it? So even though the pasuk says the bachar, and this is why we need Torah kola achen. It. it could go to the other brothers. And then, if they don't want to do it, none of them want to do it, then it goes back to the Gadol to do Chalitz or Yibum. So that's all learned from this Halacha. And again, Halacha Lamasa today, where we're generally going to follow the view that we discussed earlier of Abba Sho, that we're obviously not going to push a Chalitz on anyone, then this process would be necessary to at least be aware of it if you have such a situation. This is formulated in the Shulchan Aruch. Ezer, Yibam, Maybe a more interesting issue, not that one issue is more interesting than the other, but at least to me, you know, very fascinating, is the second half of the Pasuk. Now the second half of the Pasuk if understood on a pshat level, and this is really what the Gemara says, is we get into the philosophy of Yibam. The Pasuk itself is getting into the philosophy of Yebim. That's what it sounds like. V'lo yimacha shamo That the whole reason why this is taking place is so we shouldn't forget his name. And if you take it literally, this is, let's say, it was Ruvain who passed away. If you take this literally, the Gemara has at least a Havamina is you should actually name the child after the brother who has passed away. Not just like an idea in theory, but practically. In fact, if you open up the Chumash and you look into the Rashbam, I'm using the Rashbam, who is the most Pshat-oriented of the Rishonim. That's what I would argue. HaBen ashem Achiv lefi Pshat. That's what the Rashbam says. Now, if you look in the Ibn Ezra on the Pasuk, and you'll see how we're going around about this to learn Chumash and at the same time to see what the Halacha is, the Ibn Ezra says something that sounds wild, unless you knew al Gemara, Dach, Huf, Now, very often the Ibn Ezra is categorized as being a Pashtan. But as I often argue, the Ibn Ezra includes Midrashim, he includes Gemara's, You just may not get it because he doesn't spell it out. I'll actually be using an example as I'm recording this before Pashas Lechlecha in a shir that I'll be giving this Friday in Ibn Ezra, where he uses a medrash. The Ibn Ezra says, what's the meaning of lo yimchesh Shemo al hanachala? That we're talking about the inheritance, that the inheritance goes to the person who was Miyavim. So let's say it was Shimon, and obviously then it would pass down to him. So whatever was remaining from the estate of Ruvain ends up going to Shimon. Obviously the wife gets to benefit as well, and then it goes straight down. If you look at where the Rambam is discussing these halachos, the second halacha, we shouldn't be shocked. The Rambam is discussing it in Hilchos Nachalos, in the laws of inheritance, Perikimah Halachah Yedzayin. It is interesting to point out that the Shulchan Aruch, it deals with it in Eben Ezer, Hilchus yibum, Kuf Samach, Gimel, Sif Alef, as well as Kuf Samach, Sif, he. If you, I don't want to give a whole Chumash here, but I would encourage you, if you went through the Daf very well, to look at some of the Rishonim, the Ramban, some of the Rishonim on Chumash. The Ramban in Devarim, and, Devar and Kitetze, Perch Hafei Pasuk Obviously, the same pasuk. He also rejects the possibility of meaning that Haben Harishon B'shem Hames Reuven Shimon. Al Gemara deals with Yosef or Yochanan, so the Ramban says that as well. And then he gives more of a Kabbalistic interpretation. That it's some kind of promise that the name will live on, even if you don't give that exact name. And he ends up going to Rus, Perik Donald Pasegud, how Boaz, who was acting, as we discussed earlier in this Masechta, in some form of Yibum, with Rus for Machlon, did not call the child Machlon. Again, we already explained this is not an exact Yibum case, just like the case of Yehudan Tamar is not an exact case, but the Ramban uses that as a proof against it. So, what many think is the halachos of in, in Hilkos Yibum that the naming of a child should be the name of the person that passed away. How that maybe is an explanation of the whole basis of Yibum, so that the name goes on. People could say, "Ah, oh, we lost Ruvain, but at least this kid is Ruvain." That is actually not the way to go. That's not what it's talking about. It's really a technical. I wouldn't call it DNA because it's still in the realm. Of Isavaheter, but it has a, monata- a manifestation in the monetary realm. The Ramban is also saying mystically, it has some added element to it. On Chaf Daladam and we have very, very important Gemara with uh, tremendous halachalamasa applications. Three basic issues. One is the concern for rumors that we actually care what people think about, our private lives, we'll address that next week as it continues on Daf Chafhei, and uh, we'll see some fascinating applications. But there are two other issues. The other issue as far as the motivation for Geras, the hesitancy for abesdin for Abonim to accept Geras that is insincere, and that is formulated in halacha. But even if the Geras is insincere, that ultimately the Geras is accepted. So we have in the Gemara discussion of generations when Geras was not accepted, or at least was not uh, supposed to take place, whether because of the fear people would want to join the community because they were scared of Jews or motivated by Jews, time of Mordechai v'Ester, this is discussed extensively in a very important parak of the Rambam. Not in Yavamas, because this is not a Yavamas issue, but in the Rambam Hilchas Yisri Parak Yud-Gimel. One of the most important prakim to understand, as far as contemporary geras, the requirements of a ger, the motivations behind the ger. But as the Gemara concludes, like the opinion of the Chachamim, even in situations where the motivation for the geiris, at least initially, was l'shem for marriage, for money, for status, for power, what exactly the application is, every case being different, the geiris is still considered to be valid geiris. And that's the way you may walk away from the Gemara. In fact, if you look into the Rambam, Hilchos Yisrebiah, Perik Yud you'll see that even at the time of David or Shlomo, When gayers should not have taken place, whether because at the the time of fear of the Jewish people, people would want to be Jews, or at the time of Shlomo because there was a great incentive to be part of the startup nation, as we would call it today, there still was gayers that took place. Whole discussion, maybe not on the Sanhedrin level, but more on a communal level, private level, and the gayers seemed to be accepted. So you could walk away from this Gemara and from a limited understanding of halacha and think that any type of gerus is accepted. We're also familiar with the Gemara Masecha Shabbos where Hillel says, or somebody comes to Hillel and says Shabbos lamad Aleph Aleph and a person says, I'll convert on the condition that he becomes the the Kohen Gadol, and Hillel seems to agree, and obviously it's not so simple. So Tosfos explains that in that situation Hillel recognized his potential, and you see a form of this brought down la in a Bach or in and But the bottom line is these are details and nuances, but the general approach, which I want to reinforce, and this is clear is that our Gemara is accepting that it's true that a geras that initially was motivated by Lola Shema should be discouraged. But if it's discouraged and the person goes through with it, the geras is chal, it's still geras. But that assumes the very beginning of Perik Yud Gimel, of the Rambam's Hilchas Sisir People very often miss this point. And it assumes what's found in the Shulchan Arach, Siman Reish Samaches, that there is Kabbalos HaMitzvos. So you have to reconcile the Gemara with Hillel, which is thrown in very often by people trying to justify going around the Halacha. So I would encourage you, if you're interested, look at it, look at the Bach, look at the Shach over there, and we'll probably cover some of these issues later on in the Masech, I think, on Daf Mem Zayin, when some of the Geras issues come up as well. But when you look into the Rambam, and I just want to read the Rambam explicitly in Hilchos Yisure Biyah, and this is clearly the accepted approach, you need there to be Kabbalah hamitzvos. Kabbalah hamitzvos is an acceptance of the mitzvos. A person has to understand what it requires. And we don't just assume in a modern bezdin. That this is a theoretical acceptance of the mitzvahs. So again, a person doesn't have to be perfect in every area, but the mitzvahs have to be trained. The person is Mikabo them. You know, today sometimes you hear that all is required is Shabbos observance, which is obviously a big deal, Kashras, Tars, sending kids, the day school, but those are just the highlights of a full fledged. Approach, and as we pointed out at the outset of this year, we have incredible respect for a person who has gone through this process where we're actually requiring much more than we would require from a Jew to accept them into our community, because a person who was born into the community by definition is Jewish. So the Rambam, just to read it straight out in Halacha uh, Ulahis to So when you have a sincere non-Jew who's willing to come under the bris, and again the assumption over here is this is not done about a physical bris. They they have to get a physical bris as well, and go to the mikveh as well. And here are the key four words. Vikabel allav They accept the old Torah. Then the Rambam says, Sarach Tzvila and at the time of the base hamigdosh, also Hatas Karban. So just to wrap up, what's happening in our Gemara is there are going to be times, which is the basic approach, that we discourage gairus to take place. The Shochanach spells out. People think it's sometimes just like asking forgiveness before Yom Kippur. You know, you ask three times, and, you, and it's, it's much more sophisticated and complicated. Now, this doesn't mean that a Bezdin is not supposed to be a mensch to any human being of Derecha Noah. You don't try to show your ugliness, but you try to discourage them from joining. And there are many reasons for that. The Rambam points out at the end of the section that historically, when there have been conversions that have taken place in mass or without all the proper motivations, then... Not only is it not good for the person who joins the community, whose status will be questioned, but it's not good for the community as well. But obviously a Gare, who is sincere and is willing, especially during challenging times, to join the community, hopefully motivated at a pure love and not just because of some type of outside incentive, then that Gerst is fully accepted. But what you also take away from this Gemara, which is important, is that if someone entered with maybe ulterior motives, but ultimately is ma'kabel the Ol mitzvahs, which means we try not to allow such a thing to take place, but once that person is converted, and we assume with kabbalah some mitzvahs and all the other elements, then the person will be fully embraced. The very fine line, and it's really not left up to individuals in the community to evaluate the, the, the standards. It's up to the rabbinim the leaders, the Besdin, and we have to understand the very fine lines of when one is accepted and when one's not accepted, but when someone has entered the community, whatever the background, they need to be fully embraced.